CNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Got me, Kevin Hagelin, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick, and Joey Erickson. I almost called you Scott because of what Mike Woo-hoo! always calls you. Joey Erickson. You think Joey's ever looked up who Scott Erickson is and seen pictures of him yet? I knew who Scott Erickson is. Yeah. Okay. I used to. Yeah. Back in the day. Big twins guy. Yeah. 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 He went to school up around. I have an uncle Scott. So it makes sense. Okay, good. I didn't know that. You have an uncle Scott? Is that what you just said? I do. Are you a twins fan? Uh, I am not. Uh, By no stretch of the imagination. You're not happy about Carlos Correa then. As Uh, he said, he didn't want to go to a team that was trying to buy a championship after he signed two contracts with teams that were trying to buy a championship. They got a discount. (laughs) Fantastic. That was the most amazing lying quote I've seen in 2023. The biggest lie of 2023, taking out politics, is (laughs) Carlos Correa signing with the Twins. Corey, how are you this morning? Doing fantastic, Kevin. Thank you very much. Really excited about adding Erlocker to the bucket list of uh, of interviews. The first interview we ever had as a show, Roger freaking Staubach. All right, we set the bar too high. I think don't so. You think? Yeah, and the next yeah. one was Herschel Walker, by the way. So like, and then the uh, third one was it really Herschel? Yeah, yes. and then the third one That's was awesome. Sean Heath from the Mavericks. So like, it, it kind of it was a progressive nice all the all way right. up. You know, here's the summarization of those interviews that I totally remember you guys having. Don't Cowboys are going to go undefeated. Uh-huh. I can still run the ball twenty times a game, mm-hmm. and the Mavericks are the greatest team ever, and they're never going to lose. <laughs> so rude. I, here's what I remember from those. Nothing from the Staubach interview because I was just in awe of talking to Roger Staubach after all the stuff that we've been through together. Uh, Herschel was talking about the strike force. We were talking yes. about uh, MMA, yep. and then Sean Heath did his uh, most interesting man in the world impression. That's yes. the Those are the three things I remember from that. So, yeah, man, to get Erlacher on the list today at 1220 during the expressway, absolute blast. Now, I want to go and I like all three of those people, by the way. Okay, good. So. They they were all really yeah. good interviews. All right. So Sean Sean, I'm not like I'm being sarcastic. Yes. Because it's the only that's the only person I think that's listening. You never know though. Yeah. You never know. Let's go ahead and fire off cut number one because we're gonna have to talk about this sooner rather than later. So let's go ahead and talk about it right now. First and goal for the five, Brady. Evans. Did he catch it? Yes, sir. Touchdown. Hard to beat in the air. Mike Evans. The torturous history of Tom Brady versus the Dallas Cowboys and why I think Monday is going to be different. So I went back and did a study because I don't know if you've heard this. I feel like we've already heard this about 60 million times this week. Tom Brady is 7-0 against the Cowboys. Did you see the video, the TikTok of him on the sideline? at the beginning of this season. Yes. And Mike Evans is like, you know, you're 6-0 and against these guys. And he's like, I know that because we looked it up this week. And yep. like, he's like, you've never lost to the Cowboys. And he's like, ha, 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 I'm Tom Brady. Yeah, they looked it up my ass. Tom Brady has that Michael Jordan gene in him where he knew. And that's he, why we love him. He knew. You love Jordan? I, I do love Michael Jordan. I appreciate you need that to get to that level of yeah. greatness. It's amazing how many... You know Byron Scott. No matter who it is, Mike, how many one of the of the guys that defended him or played against Michael Jordan yeah. that will say, you know, the, who was it with Kevin Garnett that was like, I was defending him, and Kevin Garnett comes and talks trash to him. I'm like, why don't do that? I think it was J.R. Ryder or something like that. 
hey, I don't talk trash to Mike because I don't want him to to get up, get ready. And so he's like, I don't talk trash to that guy. I'm just playing against him. He respects us playing. It's fine. I don't need to get. So, like, it is amazing. You poke the bear and then they wake up. And I I think Jerry this week with Sean and RJ was trying to be sensitive to it. it was like, I don't want to say he's washed because what happens if I say it? And then he goes out and beats us again. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna poke the bear tomorrow. Oh my god. Yes, I am dreading <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> I'll tell you this right now. If the Cowboys lose to the Buccaneers, Tuesday is gonna be my nightmare show. I feel like you're gonna be the person most yes. I'm gonna throw this word out there, disgusted. Yes. That the Cowboys lost Monday night yes. if it happens. I don't think anybody else up here. People will be mad. I know Corey will be mad. I think you are going to be, and this will be one of the first times I think Corey gets more mad. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'd love for you guys to talk about this. Corey, I believe you get more mad when the Cowboys lose versus Kevin. But I, I think that. in this because situation. Because of Tom Brady additionally. But well, I think Corey's the biggest this, Cowboys fan I know, like forever. And so I think that's fair, but he's also right. I have a... Just a different level of disdain for Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady, because th- as, as stupid as his year looked this year, like it, his year looked dumb. This whole team looked dumb this year. But they navigated lots of injuries. They got, you know, uh, in a, a, a very bad co- uh, division. But I will, you know, just like Tim Duncan, tip the cap and go, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Like, that's that's just who that guy is. That's what his, his DNA is, is to be like that. Kevin does not feel the same way about Tom Brady. No. I do not. Is well, right. did Michael Jordan divorce his wife? Yeah, but uh, there's a couple more things. Michael Jordan, it's not just that. That is like way low on the list in terms of peddling fake science and actively manipulating the game. I thought I could try- jump higher because of uh, drinking Gatorade, Kevin. I mean, didn't he jump higher because of that? I didn't jump higher. They did the study with the scientists of Florida. I didn't jump higher because of it. My jumping, shoes didn't make me do anything. Jumping higher is different than it can cure Eating these McDonald's diseases. Help Michael play Jordan, basketball he drank better. Gatorade, Coke, and ate McDonald's all the time and was still that good. See, today, it's because he was always working but out. But Tom Brady's out here bragging about never eating a strawberry. Yeah, you knew that Michael Jordan was on another level when he seriously rocked a Hitler mustache. And people were like, what can you do? Like, that's a thing that happened. We all have to remember it happened. And nobody was like... I mean, we just need to let this go. I, I want to stop the Jordan conversation, even though I kind of brought it up. I need you now okay. to list the three major things about Tom Brady that you hate. Oh, okay. In, oh. in order. What's the thing? Because you said Ooh. down the list is him kind of leaving his girlfriend, fiance when she was pregnant. That's not in your I top think, three? Yeah, I think that's pretty sorry. That might be number three. Right. I think number one is peddling fake medicine and health cures, which is detrimental. Like, he literally teamed up with somebody who twice had gotten shut down by Congress for selling fake cures to can- for cancer. And he was like, this is my guy. And they work together. So that's number one. Number two, actively trying to manipulate the integrity of the game on numerous occasions. Oh, like the ball and everything? Yes. And I also don't believe that he had no insight about Spygate or anything like that. So those are my top three. Well, that's why I said I (laughs) don't believe. All right. However. Me and Corey love Brady. That all being, hmm. I, I, again, it's like a tip of the cap to go. I mean, what do you, let's, 
Like, I, I don't like Jeter, so I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> we'll get into that in another segment. Which athlete do you hate for reasonable right. or unreasonable Sounds explanations? Yeah. Sounds is well, that's reasonable. <laughs> Very reasonable. All right, so Tom Brady is 7-0 and against the Cowboys. And so I was taking a look at this because people keep texting, and he's 7-0, and he's 7-0. and The Cowboys don't have a chance. There's a big, big difference between this team and those other teams. And I get it. I know the counter argument is going to be they already beat the Cowboys this, this year. This Cowboys team or this Tampa Bay team? What are you talking about? You this said the big Tom, difference. This Tom Brady team. Okay. All right. All right. So take a look at the first six matchups because you know the seventh one, it was this year. And the Bucks were victorious in a game that, like, Dak getting hurt did not decide that game. Like, that game was over before that already happened. Is Take a look at the six instances before that. 2003, the Patriots are victorious over the Dallas Cowboys. And that one was 12 to nothing. Woo. What? Yeah. 12 was to that nothing. The, but, but was that Parcells? I'm sorry. Is yes. That, okay. All right. Yes. That was yes, the first was. meeting between him and Bill, Belichick. Gotcha. That Patriots team went 14 and 2 and won the Super Bowl. That In that game, Kevin. I just want to point out, I remember that game very distinctly. There were players that were dropping footballs that you were like, why? And Quincy like, Carter threw three interceptions. They literally looked like they were terrified to be on the football yeah. field. Yeah. Now, 2007, higher stakes. Both teams were 5-0. and The Cowboys lost 48-27. to If you recall, that is the Patriots team that went 16-0 and and lost in the, in the regular season and lost in the Super Bowl. 2011. Cowboys lose 20 to 16. That Patriots team went 13 and 3, lost in the Super Bowl. You might start to be noticing a pattern. And then we move up to 2015. Cowboys lose to the Patriots 30 to 6. That Patriots team, 12 and 4, went to the AFC Championship game. 2019, you lose 13 to 9 in the rain game. That Patriots team was 12 and 4. And then last year, that was a great game last year, mm-hmm. is Buccaneers win 31-29. to 29. That Buccaneers Should team— Should have ended differently, too, because there was a pass interference that wasn't called. I'm with you, man. But I am. That Buccaneers team went 13-4, and four, all right? So my point is, in those first six games, Brady's teams finished 80-17. and 17. This year's team is that seems, eight. That seems effective. Yeah. This year's team is eight and nine. And I know the counter argument. I certainly understand the counter argument. They didn't play hard the last game, so they could be nine and eight. Okay, fair enough. Still, uh, still a far cry from the eighty and seventeen record in those other games. I did really like. J. Ron Curse's quote. Actually, I didn't love it because it goes against everything I believe. Is. J. Ron Curse. Actually, you know what? Let's Did he say he called me Adam? Who no, was Adam? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Let's Still go to cut quote. four because Demarcus Lawrence was like, hey, does it matter that Tom Brady's 7-0 against you? And he goes, no, not at all. And then this is J. Ron Curse, what he said about Tom Brady's record over the Cowboys. 2023. Um, mm, it's 2023. He ain't beat us this year. So that's all I'm worried about. Now. See you next year. That I like that. He hasn't beat us in 2023. I so like many things that agitate me because people are like, no, but he literally beat you this season. And other people are like, that's not what he said. He said this year. My point is, I think the Cowboys are a vastly different team 
than the beginning of the season. I think the Bucs are a way different team and a much worse team than the beginning of the season. And my point about why I think it will be different is all six of those other times that the Cowboys lost to the Bucs, the Bucs won a minimum of, or excuse me, the Patriots and the Bucs, they won a minimum of 12 games. So maybe they lost because it's Tom Brady. I certainly concede that. But also maybe they lost because they were just playing a really good team. A team that won the Super Bowl and then made it to the Super Bowl multiple times along the way. This ain't that team. This is not a this is not a game, Kevin, in my opinion, where you go feel somebody out. No. This is a game where you walk into the stadium and say, We gotta hang we gotta hang thirty five. Yeah. Like we we can't leave this as a close game at all. Because that's where that's where the boogeyman comes into play, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, all these things that you're talking about, if you just let that team hang around, then they then Tom Brady will say, you know what, I've, I've flipped this switch many, many times. So that's why all these things okay. that you're pointing out, it's the one factor of the Cowboys have to win and outscore this team big time. I just want to add this. as I have 73 pop-ups when you click on a newspaper ad because they want you to buy the <laughs> article. Too bad. The internet happened. Uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay Times, healthy Bucks enter the playoffs, believing it's a new season. The Buccaneers endured mm. injuries and losses and realized they might not have had a strong season. But mm. all of that can change on Monday night. Well, sure. A- everything can change on Monday. I, I get that. They're I- healthy now. Yeah, but not on the offensive line. They are saying they're healthy, like, at wide receiver. And good for them. The Mike Evans combination with Tom Brady still isn't very good. Their coach might get fired no matter yeah. what. Like, no matter and if they win. The Buccaneers, Levante David said, it's a new season. He didn't say it's a new year. So you might become a Tampa fan because they're not doing the uh, year. They're just saying season. Yeah, I think it will take more than that. Is My point is, I know I'm probably not going to change anybody's mind, that thinks the Cowboys are all gonna already going to lose. This is a vastly different Brady and a vastly different team that you're facing. I will say one thing, Mike. When you bring up your predictions and you say, I think it's going to be a close game, to that point and to Corey's point just a second ago, I am very concerned if this is a close game in the fourth quarter because of what you have seen from Brady. I, I am very hopeful that because the Cowboys, I believe, are significantly better than the Bucks, that they can make sure this is not a close game. I like what you're saying. Mike likes it. Mike asked Kevin a football question, Ooh. not a question about how much you dislike me at times. And we talked about that yesterday. <laughs> We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. And by the way, I did tell my wife your question. I thought I it wasn't offensive to me at all. I thought he asked it in a very fair manner. Coming up next, we will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford. Built for Texas. Built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Now, we have been hopeful about this all along, but it does look like the reinforcements are on the way. Biotish, Van Der Esch, back practicing, and then the practice window open for Jonathan Hankins. Are you of the opinion that we will, in fact, see all three of those gentlemen Monday Well, night? let's add a fourth. How about Duran Bland? Oh, yes, good. Uh, because they sorely missed him in that second half uh, when he went out with the chest injury. 
Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think all four right now um, are, uh, you know, kind of slated to be ready to go. And uh, that's really good news to get that offensive line, especially, um, you know, back in order. I think when I left the locker room yesterday, I asked Beatish, are you good? And he goes, I'm good. Are you good? <laughs> I go, that doesn't matter. <laughs> oh. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, he, he said, yeah, did, you know, have you seen me do my rehab? And I was like, well, yeah, I did. And so he looked good to me. So, yeah, uh, that's uh, good news. And, um, you know, and I guess they practice a little later today, right? I believe that is correct. Um, and it looks like uh, – it's playoff week because I don't see any practice equipment outdoors, so they're moving inside. Now, we had talked yesterday just a little bit. Do you have a favorite Dallas Cowboys uniform combination? Do you care about that type of stuff? I really don't. Okay. I I don't know if that's good, bad, or otherwise, but I heard when, oh, they got to wear blue, right? Um no, it doesn't matter. It matters who's wearing the uniform. So I did a check on that because yeah. I also noticed that is when you wear the blue or the navy, as they will, is the Cowboys are one and six in the playoffs mm-hmm. in those jerseys. But I went back and checked. Did you see when those six losses were? Indeed, I did. In those seven games, only one time did the Cowboys have the better record like they will on Monday. Four times they had a worse record, twice they had the same record as their opponent. So it could be the jersey or it could be the fact that most of the time you did not have, only one time did you have a better record than your opponent. And Sort of like your uh, research on when the Cowboys have played Tom Brady? Yes, exactly. I, you know, I had done the same thing. And I... J. Ron Curse had a really good statement yesterday. Yeah. Um, I asked him, I said, so you've played him twice with the Cowboys. Uh, did you ever play him when you were at Minnesota? And he goes, yeah, got beat. I haven't beat him yet. So somebody asked him, well, I, I bet you want to really uh, beat Tom Brady badly. And he goes, I want to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers badly, real bad, real bad. And I said, you know what? It's a pretty smart comment. Yeah. Because it's, it's Tom, the, and the Cowboys have lost to the teams that Tom Brady played for. Yeah. Right. And I, I was glad you pointed that out. I went one further. So oh. when they lost in 2011. Yes. How many guys are on this team that played didn't get that game in 2011? One. Two. Zero. One. 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 Tyron Smith. How many played in the game in 2015? We can add three. Demarcus Lawrence and Zach Martin. Okay. 2019. Ooh, that is an interesting question. I saw 11. where there was 15. 15. But let's remember that game, by the way. That was the rain game. Rainstorm the whole game. They got beat 13 to 9, and the only touchdown scored in that game came after the Patriots, not Tom Brady, blocked a punt that they recovered at the 12 yard line. 
and he ended up throwing a 10-yard touchdown pass to beat the Cowboys 13-9. to And even in 2021, I went back and looked, there are 23 guys that played for the Cowboys in that game that are no longer here. And the Cowboys came from behind to take the lead, if you remember, 29-28, unfortunately, with a minute 24 to go. Now, I'll give them that one, right? Yeah. But the Cowboys did score 29 points in a game that you should win. Yeah. But he put up the 31st to to be able to win the game. So uh, my point of them going into this game that he's beat this team, he's 1-0, not 7-0, because those other games don't mean a hill of beans going into this game on Monday. Would you eat an entire hill of beans, Kevin? Ooh, Probably not. Favorite kind of bean, do you know? Barbecue baked beans. Oh, those are really good beans, actually. Yeah. That'd be a big hill. That'd be a huge hill right Heavy, there. too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, on the post hill? Oh, my gosh. So, I, anyway, I, 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 I commend you for looking into the games you, and how, how good the Patriots were. Yes. Yes. And I get it. Like, Tom Brady was a big part of that. I'm not discounting that whatsoever. Right. The... I, when was the last time, Mickey, and that that you saw the Cowboys with your own eyes be the more physical team? And I, I think Tennessee maybe like there was that was a pretty physical game. They had to stay in that game. But this is something that Jerry talked about with Sean and RJ and Bobby on Tuesday that they have to be the more physical team in this playoff and and, and throughout the playoffs. That is this is one of those times where running the ball is effective. Running the ball, being the physical team. It's it favors you late in the season. But when was the last time you saw that from this team? Oh, I mean, I think they were pretty physical against the Giants. Okay. I want to say they were pretty physical against Indianapolis. Okay. Um, Chicago. See, we. I'm trying to figure out how they. You like, know over what? The last we're, few weeks, can they get that part well, of that we're swagger hanging back? On, we're hanging on the loss to Washington, right? Oh, sure. And, and, and not and feeling clouding, like they were the, they're at their best, even and, though they were winning. And 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 they're it's clouding what's they what they've accomplished. You, you know, we keep talking about this offense have struggling, right? Well, since the start of December, this team has scored 54, 27, 34, 40, 27, uh, six. So nothing wrong with twenty seven points, is there? 40, 34, 27, 54 since the start of December. So uh, they threw in a clunker. I get it. Uh, and, you know, and that's kind of the lasting issue we have with this team. And it's almost like, and I get it, you know, once you get the playoffs, 12 and 5 doesn't matter, right? Yeah. You don't get any bonus points. Yeah, and th- it does carry over from last year too, right? Like that was they got bullied by San Francisco. The players told us that yeah, in, yeah. in training Yeah, and that camp. was last year. And I'm just I want I'm curious if they are have been a more physical team this year. Well, maybe they year. need to walk out with a boombox. <laughs> and dancing. Coming out the tunnel. What Remember do you think? Remember the Titans? No, that was yeah, San Francisco right? last year. Oh, they were walking San Francisco. around with their boombox. The boombox, right? They had all the confidence in the world. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what the nature. Look, it, do you think Tampa Bay is a physical team? They, they. I don't. How many times, and, and so I've looked this up, 
But oh. how many times do you think Tom Brady threw the ball this year? The most in the, it was an NFL record. 733 times. And he was only sacked like 22. They don't give a darn about running the football nope. after the Cowboys game, right? Yeah. How's they, that they they didn't even worry about running the football. 733 times. Now, the Cowboys only gave up 27 sacks, by the way. So they gave up 22, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so 27, not bad. Not bad at all. I mean, most of Tom Brady's career, I think, Kevin, we were looking at it, it was like 21, 22, somewhere in that range. He's good. He is excellent at getting rid of the ball in a timely fashion. Yeah, And, and, and knowing when he can hold on and throw it deep and when he's just got to get it out, right? Yeah. And he's really good. I'm not trying to diminish what he's done. I just, you know, I get tired of hearing the 7-0 and o thing. Yeah. You know, he beat Quincy Carter <laughs> 12 to nothing. Sweet. Quincy in 2003. Had, Quincy had three interceptions in that game. That was the, that was the greatest coaching uh, season of anybody I've seen that Tom that that Bill Parcells got that Cowboys team to ten and six and in the playoffs with Quincy Carter at quarterback, Man. Troy Hambrick at running back, and Richie Anderson, the fullback, was the leading receiver. And they got into the playoffs. I remember that year, and I was like, oh, maybe we did figure something out. And then cold, hard reality hit, and you're like, oh. Well, yeah, because then they had to start, what, 50-year-old ten, uh, Vinny Testaverde the next year? <laughs> and he threw yeah. an interception in but nine he carried straight his, games. he carried his clipboard around and his pencil all the time. He, that he a- signed up to be the backup, <laughs> and he ended up having to be the starter. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. Man, excellent stuff, good sir. We will uh, catch up with you again tomorrow. All right. Now, there's practice on Saturday. Are you with me on Saturday? Uh. I, we will have live and local shows going on Saturday. You can text me anything, any information <laughs> yeah, you like. Anything I find we out. We can chat right? at any point if you want to call. And just, just give like, you a hey, call? Yeah, All right. for sure. Probably not on this line, though. Huh? Probably not for us, at least. There you go. Carry on. Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Got a couple of notes for you from the college football world is, first of all, Did you see that the NCAA Council, sounds very official, is going to try to limit eligibility if you go into the transfer portal a second time? Because they're like, well, it's too much. We didn't realize if we gave athletes freedom, they would use that freedom. and We we don't like it. You didn't pay attention to pro sports when they said, hey, this free agency thing, let's see what happens. Yeah. they're, They're like, it's too much freedom. We don't like it. And so they have now introduced... Some elements of which they were like, now, you can go the first time, no restrictions. This time, we have a variety of restrictions we're going to try to impose on you. And I wonder how many legal challenges get put up to this and everything like that. I'm honestly not sure. But in a more positive college football story, I don't know if you've heard this. And I wanted to fact check this because I was like, is that for real? Is... You know the Popeyes meme kid? Yes. Okay. No clue. He's, I'm sure you've it's seen it. It's very difficult to explain. He's, I, try though. He's got like his yellow shirt on and his cup held to his chest and he's kind of looking like, mm. 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 he is a, I'll show it to you and I okay. bet you'll be like, I know who that is, is it's Denurst Colin. He is actually 
a college football player at Lake Erie College, and he has signed an NIL deal. And I just thought, man, if you are ever going to benefit off of something, you see that everywhere still to this day. And so, yeah, he's getting some NIL money, thanks in part to playing college football and thanks in part to that amazing meme from when he was a kid. And that's awesome. Does he get a lifetime supply of Popeye's food? With I it? actually don't. He should. I agree. Just do it. Come many, on, Popeyes. What does, are we doing here? Does everybody know that's Popeye's meme kid, or do they just think that's a meme I've seen? I don't know. Because the world of meme has changed a lot, right? Like uh-huh. It's like now you go revert back to some of our old memes. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. That was hilarious. And you're like, where did it come from? And some kids, Kevin, are just now getting phones and seeing their Facebooks and Twitters, and they're like, Hey, what is this that's so hilarious? So maybe maybe they don't know that. And I might be reading too much into this, but like the look back that he gives is if you watch the original video, he's standing behind this girl. Uh-huh. And it's a really quick flash, but you're trying to figure out, was he like staring at her or just waiting to get to the drink machine? And that's why the look came along. When For he- me, it was always a look of like, uh, of like, Mm, uh, you know, like I, hey, wasn't me, uh, but you know, something's happening in front of me that I don't think should be going on. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for baseball nuggets with Mike Basick. Let's talk a little bit about Carlos Correa and <laughs> what are stats going to look like in 2023. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Got multiple updates about the meme from the 469 meme expert here. Popeye's kid was making that face because in the Vine, the picture originated from a guy who confused him for somebody else, and he didn't know why he was being filmed. And then multiple people saying they also did not know that as the Popeye's kid meme So there's your meme update for the day. Now, time for your baseball update for the day via Baseball Nuggets with Mike Basick. All right, guys. So this weekend, uh, the Dallas Card Show is happening, and I love collecting cards, and I still collect cards. And Allen! And I collect baseball cards. And I collect football and basketball cards, too. But baseball had a really tough year last year in this. Besides Aaron Judge, the 62 home runs, an MVP year, when you start looking at numbers around baseball, batting averages, uh, RBIs, home runs, everything was down, especially batting average. And I get when you listen to, let's say you're talking to Jared Sandler. Jared Sandler is close to a genius when it does come to uh, numbers, and he understands a lot of the numbers outside the numbers kind of taking out. Yes. I know that OPS has become a very basic number, by the way. And OPS is considered more important than batting average. Totally get it and totally understand. Combining your uh, on-base percentage with your slugging. You just add the two numbers up and that gives you your OPS. But there's a lot of other numbers that players concentrate on because teams concentrate on, and that's how you make money. You make money by putting up certain numbers that the teams like, and they don't really care about batting average. They care about power rather than your batting average. But when it comes to the world of collecting, all the collectors still look at, and I think fans, I mean, really, if you're a collector, for the most part, I think if you're a collector of a certain 
let's say, sport. You're a baseball card collector. You are probably a fan of that sport. Like, I don't have a soccer card because I'm not a fan of soccer. It doesn't mean soccer's bad. Soccer's a beautiful sport. It's just I'm not a fan of it, so I don't want to start collecting things that I have no interest in at all. And to your point, like, my son got more interested in the soccer cards and the soccer stickers before the World Cup and throughout the World Cup because he got, like, super involved. So when it comes to comparing today's players, we still want to compare them to, well, what did Griffey Jr. or Frank Thomas? Right. Or I know it's a little bit weird because Barry Bonds is skewed, but like when we were kids, those were kind of the main guys to collect. Yeah. And then there was a time where Sammy Sosa and Martin McGuire were a time to collect. For and those sure. cards aren't worth much because of their steroid use. They did both of them aren't in the Hall of Fame, stuff like that. But when I start looking at projections for 2023, The hottest card on the market today is Julio Rodriguez cards because you always look at the newest best rookie. Those are the ones that are selling the most because everybody wants to project, oh, he's the new hot guy. He's going to end up being the next Mike Trout or the next Griffey Jr. or the next Mickey Mantle, whoever you want to say. That's kind of where you start projecting. Well, listen to these projections and you tell me if this makes you excited about a player. Okay. 281 batting average, 21 home runs, 22 doubles, 18 stolen bases. No. Not at all, right? No. All right. So even our resident youngster, Joey, agrees not exciting. Last year, 284 batting average, 28 home runs, 75 RBIs, 20 doubles. So even if you let's just uptick everything up to 290. 85 RBIs, 30 home runs, 30 doubles. Does that excite you? Not not particularly, no. It it doesn't excite me either. And so this is where we're at is I don't know collecting baseball cards. If these are now the numbers, Juan Soto. And now here's the deal about like Juan Soto, different from Julio Rodriguez, which here's what I don't know, guys. And, And I'd love your opinion on this. I'm asking you guys this question. Juan Soto obviously is a lefty hitter yep. who they play a complete total shift on. There's always three guys, your first baseman, second baseman, and usually shortstop on the right side of the field while the third baseman is playing the shortstop position. So they totally vacate third base completely. They don't worry about that side. Well, now things are different. This year you can only have two guys on that side of the field. So it opens up more of the field. Last year in – Juan Soto's worst year of his career, even worse than when he was 19 years old and crushing it. He batted 292 at 19 years old. Last year, he batted uh, a total of 242, 236 with the Padres after he got traded there. Yikes. Okay, so that was by far his worst year. Now, his on-base percentage was still uh, over 400 because of how many times he walks. He's the league leader in walks the last two years. My question to you guys is, How much will Juan Soto improve because they have to play what you'd call more, not shifting defense, they call it shading defense. We're going to shade oppo or we're going to shade to pull. That's what, when we have our meetings, um, you know, there were straight pull, but you'd go straight pull where we're shifting, shading, straight up, or then you go the other side playing them opposite field. I, I would think. About 10%. Okay, 10% up on his batting average, yeah. which would be 
a big uh, it would that's a big jump but even then off of Mike's numbers that puts you yeah. at 264ish yeah now he is a 287 career, career like hitter. Juan Soto just had a really bad year last year so he's a 287 career average so let's just take 287 do you think he that's above 287 he's in, almost in 300 might do pitchers pitch guys differently when you're in the shift no Interesting. So they told. You'd think that they would say, "Hey, let's we, try." And I pitch used to. Cool. Okay. But nowadays, I remember CC uh, Sabathia, former teammate of mine. I was watching an interview with him, and he couldn't stand that. In I don't know, 2015, 16, the game changed to shift no matter what. And he's like, "I don't want to pitch this guy inside." Yeah. I can. I want to throw lefty on lefty here. He was like, "I want to throw inside for show and get him out with sliders." I don't want, and they're like, no, 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 you don't understand. We're teaching all hitters to never hit the ball the other way. We don't want them to use the middle of the field. We don't want them to use the other side of the field. We only want them to use about a third of the field. So because we're teaching all hitters to only use a third of the field, you don't need to now throw them a pitch that you know that they could push the ball the other way. They could shoot the ball the other way for a base hit. Makes you a worse and pitcher. so CC's like, once I figured out no hitters actually trying to hit the ball the other way, there no hitters actually trying to beat the shift, then I could just pitch my game and not worry about why are we throwing all those guys over there. So, you know, think about how stupid that sounds, by the way, right? Yes. I mean, that's that's the world of – Hey, baseball people, you're so stupid. We understand how to do this in a different way. And I get that there were things that were kind of like they would contradict each other. How about contradicting that? Hey, pitchers, don't worry about where you throw it. We're only going to teach the hitters how to hit the ball this one way in this one area of the field. Well, we're going to put all our defense in that one area of the field. What do you tell the hitters? Hit into that area. Yeah. That's what you're good at. Hit the that same weird? spot that you always like. Would you say like if, hit if, the other where they're not? If yes. you're just using your brain, yes. you would say, well, if we can shoot the ball the other way, and there's only one defender over there. But so my point being, because I know I'm running out of time quickly here, is I'm a huge Bobby Witt Jr. fan. I still think he's going to be a very great player. And last year he batted, I think, 242. I think was his batting average for the year. Is I just wonder, am I wasting my money? on baseball cards because we still are going to compare them to Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Ken Griffey Jr. We're going to compare. Now, obviously, Albert Pulos played in a different era, just ended, and he hit 700 home runs. And I don't expect anybody to hit 700 home runs again. I mean, it's just so tough to do. Like once every 40 years, a guy does it pretty much. But I'm just wondering when I'm looking at the world of baseball, what am I looking at? Because people aren't going to get excited about Julio Rodriguez if he bats 280 with 30 home runs this year. And there seems to be a disconnect between the collectors to a certain extent and the people who are in the game because I can find you a bunch of people who next year Bobby Witt hits 260 but has some other metrics yeah. in his way. I think 40-40. Like, okay, that's a great 40, season. If he goes 40-40, that's a great season because yeah. that's a rare thing to do. There's a handful of guys who have ever done it. If I'm – Right about this, I'm not 100%. I think Alfonso Soriano is the last player to have a 40-40 season. So I do think there are other numbers, but the batting average thing does throw me off. And it throws every MLB fan off. It doesn't matter what front offices say, or it doesn't matter what certain coaches say. Is to the fan, 
it still looks ugly on the board if you go to a Ranger game and they're showing all nine batting averages. Yeah. And you have four guys that are batting under 230 in your lineup, and then your key guys in your lineup are batting somewhere between 235 and 265. You're like, this just doesn't look right. Even then, though, haven't you seen the shift as more often than not, you'll see the OPS up there right. as opposed to the batting average. So yeah. I think they're even like. Yeah. They change it every inning yeah. since I'm there a lot. What yeah. they'll do is like in the first inning, the the nine guys hitting through the lineup, they show batting average. Then maybe innings four through six, they'll show their OPS uh, instead of their batting average right next to where they're at. So uh, it's interesting. Even if you go to OPS, it was down so much this year because when batting average is down that much, your OPS is going to go down because you're not getting on base enough. Your slugging might still be a solid number. But I just wonder, as I go to this card show, and I'm going to look at some – by the way, buying baseball, it's always good to kind of buy in the offseason. Yes. A couple months from now – Regardless of the sport, yes. Right. When we're in spring training, people are going to start wanting to buy baseball cards because now your mind goes to baseball, football's done with, and you're like, who's going to have a great year? Who's going to be the MVP? Who's going to have a surprising year? You know, stuff like that. And that's when cards go up uh, in a market for a certain. And so this is like a good time to buy baseball cards. But is it a good time if nobody's going to put up any numbers and great players are considered 275 hitters with 30 home runs? An intriguing question. And yeah, Dallas Card Show out in Allen. It gets started, I think, tonight. And we're usually out there on Friday and Saturday. Coming up next, we will hear from Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy plus ranking the matchups on Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll do it next right here on The Fan.